please be seated for our Bible reading. letter to the church in Rome, chapter 10, beginning at verse 13. In this reading, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome about the importance of speaking about Jesus to those we know. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, Who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The second reading is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning at verse 20. In this reading, we are reminded about the mission or sending of God and the work of the church as part of and in response to God's work. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. Shall we pray, first of all? Oh, loving Lord, oh, we pray once again that you will open our ears to hear your voice, you will open our eyes to see your glory, and you will open our hearts to receive your grace. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Well, I'm going to focus this morning, and I'm, I'm going to try to be as brief as I can, on what is God's mission and how we are called to get involved in it. How we as a church, well, what is the church? Sorry, it's not this building. How we as God's people, the church, uh, each one of us has a part to play. You know, God has chosen us. We've been reminded of this quite a few times recently. God has chosen us and called us to follow Jesus Christ. And he graciously equips us to be and to act like him. What's his first command? His first command, the most important one of all, is to love him. To love him. And that comes first and foremost. You see, for love is at the very heart of mission. Can I say it again? Love is at the heart of mission. See, because God loved us, he sent his son to save us, showing us his amazing love. And we respond to that love by showing love, by being like Jesus. 
in love, God gives us the opportunity and the challenge of loving him even more and loving our neighbor. And through that, our mission is to carry on God's mission, revealing his love to the whole of creation. You have before you the five marks of mission. Let me just underline them so that we are clear uh, about each one. And I suggest, I suggest that we keep this card um, with our daily Bible reading notes or our prayer file as a reminder each day of how God actually wants to use us. God wants to use us. What a privilege that we have that God actually wants to use us. So let's see how. Look, look I made it easy for you this morning. Uh, they all begin with a letter T, okay? And um, perhaps in the car park, I won't be here at the end. I've got to go to St. George's. But at the end, you might like to test each other in the car park and see if you can remember all five T's. I tried it out on the eight, uh, eight o'clockers this morning. And um, they did pretty well, actually. So make sure you take it all in this morning. Okay, the three T, five T's. The first one, we are called to tell. We're called to tell, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. You know, it was John the Baptist, wasn't it, who prepared the way for Jesus. And we are called to be like him in that sense and to tell others about the good news. We have a gospel to proclaim. And we have so many opportunities to tell others. God, don't tell me you haven't, because we all do. You know, someone's going to ask you this um, tomorrow, possibly. Have you had a good weekend? What are you going to say? What an opportunity to say, yes, had a great time. Oh, went to church on Sunday morning, and oh, oh, wow, uh, we worshipped there. And uh, you know why we went, don't you? What an opportunity to tell them. Someone else may tell you something about um, a problem they have or the illness of a friend or whatever. How about offering to pray for them there and then? Doing that, we are proclaiming Christ, aren't we? Opportunities to do that. Let's not miss out. You know, what does Paul remind us of in, in today's reading? I'm going to repeat it because let's make sure we've taken it all in. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? We're here for the church, us. We're there. We're the ones to proclaim him. Get on with it all of us and let's not miss out we're there to tell second one teach to teach baptize and nurture new believers you know in that great commission at the end of Matthew's gospel Jesus said to his disciples and you know he's saying it to us now he's saying it to us now his 21st century disciples All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. To make disciples of all nations. How about starting with your neighbors? You don't have to go far. You don't have to go even to Guernsey. You know, you can start on your doorstep. And there's that emphasis there of teaching them. You see, we are called to help one another discover more about God's love and God's call for our lives. We are called onto the journey of growing in our faith and helping others to do so, particularly those who are new believers. But we also all have things that we can learn from one another, and we are called to continue to learn. How we need to make the most of, for example, home groups, to make the most of the courses which Ian is organising. There are two going on, and it's not too late to sign up and and to join in. One starts on Tuesday, uh, and I think the other on on Wednesday. Uh, Opportunities. Why should we go? Why should we want to do more? What does Paul tell us? So that the body of Christ may be built up. So that as a body we may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Not some of us, but that we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Exciting! To attain to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. Teach to be taught to learn more. Tend, tend to respond, it says, to human need by loving service. You know, page after page in the Gospels record Jesus' practical love as he met with those with a need, coming alongside them to care for them, to relate to them, to help them, to protect them, to heal them. He set the example and he told us to go out and do the same in the act of loving our neighbour. What happened on that road from Jerusalem to Jericho 2,000 years ago? The priest and the Levite just walked past the injured man. It was the Samaritan who was moved with compassion, who came to the rescue and cared for the stranger in need. Oh, may we all, every one of us, may we have those discerning eyes to see and the listening ears to hear where there is need and then to respond practically and probably financially in loving service to Jesus. What did Jesus say to the righteous man? He said to him, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was, so he went on. The righteous man said, 
come on. When did we see you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? Jesus then replied, whenever you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. You know, there are going to be opportunities that will come our way this week to serve lovingly in Jesus' name as we go out to respond to human need by loving service. Transform. Transform. To seek to transform unjust structures of society, to challenge violence of every kind, and to pursue peace and reconciliation. It's on your card. You can't remember what it's all about. You know, God hates injustice. God hates oppression. God hates violence. Read chapter 5 of Amos, and you'll see this spelled out so powerfully. And our calling is to come into that situation as salt and light, as salt and light in a broken world. And we're there to challenge the powers of the world as we seek to bring about changes for the better. Think of the history of of this world. Think how throughout the ages it's been Christians who've pioneered changes in the unjust structures wherever they've been. Think of how schools were first set up, how hospitals were built, how slavery was brought to an end. Christians were there at the forefront getting this done. And in our time, there have been and still are campaigns going on to, uh, uh, to make poverty history. And there are ongoing efforts to deal with and to prevent climate change. There's so much more. But such transformation shows God's love. That's what we're there for and works towards the building of God's kingdom here on earth. Number five, treasure. Still with me? What are they all together? Tell, teach, tend, transform. Okay, number five, treasure. Treasure, to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth. Do you know, reading through the, the beginning in Genesis and chapter 5 of Paul's letter to the Romans, I see there quite clearly how we are called to be stewards of God's creation. We're called to be stewards of his creation as we care for all that he's made. Yes, as we treasure his creation. I was preparing for today on Wednesday afternoon. And as I looked out of my study window, I just feasted on the wonder of his creation. The plants and the bushes in our garden. The wildflowers on the bank lower down. That forest of trees uh, just leading down the valley, down to Grevdelec. The sea and the Paternoster rocks, all under the dome of a cloudless blue sky. Oh, how all of it, all of it, just pointed to him, to him, my creator God. 
and how I need to show my love for him in the part I play in caring for his creation. You know, creation is groaning in many areas and we all need to reveal as his children our love for him in our care of what he's entrusted to us. Let's hear again what Jesus said to his disciples in that verse in John's gospel read to us this morning. And how about receiving it as being said to us at this very moment? Jesus talking to each one of us now and saying, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. He sends us out now to play our part and to get involved in his mission of love. His mission of love to tell, to teach, to tend, to transform and to treasure. How about responding in our love for him and our love for others and for all of his creation? I end with a prayer of St. Teresa of Avila, somewhat adapted, that may it be our prayer and our reminder that Christ has no body but ours, no hands, no feet on earth but ours. Ours are the eyes with which he looks, compassion on this world. Ours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Ours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Ours are the hands, ours are the feet, ours are the eyes. We are his body. Christ has no body but ours, no hands, no feet on earth but ours. Ours are the eyes with which he looks, compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth but ours. So let's go in his strength and in his name to serve him.